we're in a time of unprecedented happenings all over the world, um, among governments, uh, in industry, in commerce, in the financial sector, in society. This virus has disrupted everything. And one might ask, why? And in fact, many people are simply looking forward to getting back to normal. You don't have to be particularly insightful to understand there is no getting back to normal. Things have permanently changed. What are they going to be like beyond this is really the question. In a previous broadcast, I talked about these times being like birth pangs on a pregnant woman. And I explained that this was a reference from Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 22. Jesus prophesying about these times speak of birth pangs. The nature of birth pangs is that when one set of contractions come and that sequence gives way to the next set, Say, for example, uh, the, the first set of contractions about the time birth is about to occur happens at 20 minutes apart. The next sequence will happen at half the time, 10 minutes, twice the intensity of the 20 minutes. And, and it'll keep doing that, reducing in that way. The next sequence will be five minutes, twice the intensity of the 10, until the actual appearing of the child, just before that, the woman seems to have completely lost control of her body. And uh, that's when the pain and uh, the sense of suffocation and all the things that Lucy told me uh, she went through, and blamed me for, by the way, um, would, would, uh, would happen. Now, birth pangs then mean that the sequence of occurrences is what is key. So, wars will be going on while pestilence is going on, while economic uh, collapse is going on, layered on top of which in that sequence, famines, earthquakes, the roaring and tossing of the sea, which is both a reference to tsunamis as well as the more, um, the more onerous aspect of it, the sea often being a reference to humanity and just the, the restlessness, uh, the milling around, the hopelessness, the, the uncertainty that humanity faces which is perfectly understandable if all these things are disrupting their norms. Humans will, like the sea, um, uh, be, be uncertain and on the edge and fearful and nervous, finding no place in which uh, to rest comfortably in their minds or even in their bodies.
Now, it's helpful to know that these things have all been spoken about in the scriptures long ago. What, what's, what's difficult for people is to realize that this, these things that are happening now, this is that which was spoken a long time ago. And frankly, that's the thing that I have uh, that's most um, unsettling to me personally, because I'm seeing the happenings in the world today and to me they're exactly what was spoken of in the scriptures, but I don't hear many voices saying this is that. So in some ways it's scary to be the one who's standing up and saying this is that, because if you're wrong, really you're wrong, you're out there if you're wrong. Um, I've made it a point that if I'm wrong I'll repent, but you, you realize that a certain loss goes with being wrong. Now over time I've walked with the Lord in many things and I would ask the Lord about something and I'd be sure He told me that thing and then something would happen that was different from what He told me and, uh, or what I believed He told me. And I always operate from the viewpoint, let God be true and every man a liar. So if God shows, if I believe God showed me something and it turns out I was wrong, then I need to repent, I need to repent and I need to repent as publicly as the word was broadcast. If I don't, then I don't learn from it, then I don't grow. But there's a time when you claim to be a karux, a herald, a preacher, and you're expected to be accurate. And I've gone way out in saying that it is my understanding that what we're in now is not the end, the end is not yet according to Matthew 24, but it is the beginnings of sorrows. It's the beginnings of these pancaking one upon the other, of these great events spoken of in the prophetic scriptures by none other than Jesus Himself, but confirmed repeatedly through the rest of prophetic scripture. And with that, I'm of the mind that we have to give a certain, a definite sound if we claim to be speaking for God and we'll be judged by that sound that we give. So you can't, you can't, you cannot always rely upon the fact that you might have guessed it right a time or two, that doesn't count. So what you're saying now, is that accurate? And you ought to be prepared to be judged by it. So with that said, I want to show you why so many people are being overthrown why leadership is being overthrown right and left and why 
radical changes have come to the point where I am saying it will never go back to the norm. Everybody's waiting for that, but there is no return to the norm because when birth pangs start happening, don't forget the bigger thing is not the trial that the woman is going through at the time. That's important and that's huge and that's traumatic. But the bigger thing is that something is about to be born. And for the joy of that which is coming, the woman forgets the pain of childbirth because the birth is so much more glorious than the pain that it took to get there. I am saying something is coming, something is about to be born into the earth that has never been here before and it's not uh, an increment of something else. It is what has, it's what the earth has been waiting for. Birth pangs produce a child, a result, a thing is to be born. Now, in preparation for the thing to be born, God is making way so that it is not opposed when it comes. And the most extreme cleansing that God is doing, purging the threshing floor if you like, or preparing the delivery room is He is removing the false. He will not allow the false to define the truth even as He's bringing the truth into focus. Now, God always understands and He's told us His understanding that there must be the false to be shown as false in order for the truth when it comes to be to accomplish what the truth coming is meant to accomplish. So while the world is going through an incredible uh, upheaval in its order and process, in addition to the things that believers or people in the church, particularly in the evangelical church, are having to suffer. They're suffering the same exact things that the world is, that the world is suffering. So for example, believers in West Texas uh, are suffering the economic uh, tidal wave that has come in the form of oil prices dropping below zero, dropping in fact as far down as $37 below zero last, uh, in, earlier this week. Uh, you might say, what on earth is that about? How could, you, how could a thing be worth $37 less than zero? In other words, you have to pay people $37 to take the thing off your hand and that is oil. That's because in the oil economy, storage is very costly. When you pump it out of the ground and before it ends up in the refinery, 
storage is part of the economic strain, uh, 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 the chain of events uh, that is called the supply chain. And it's now costing, they've run out of storage for production in certain parts of the country like West Texas. And so the additional cost takes it below zero. The additional cost of storage, storage takes it below zero. That's why it's a negative and it reached a negative 37 last week and everybody I talked to said this is unprecedented. Some said this is unbelievable. Some said this has never happened before in the history of the oil industry and generally in, in, in history. Uh, in addition to that, you know, they are destroying um, tons, hundreds of tons of flowers because nobody's buying flowers for weddings and so on and so forth. Believers who are involved in these industries are feeling the real pain of that. So, in, But in addition to that pain that the world is feeling, the birth pangs among church people in, uh, are, are additionally extreme. We have watched over the last 20 or 25 years as the heat has been turned up on the Roman Catholic Church and all of its perverse, dark, wicked, criminal practices perpetrated against many including the most vulnerable of its membership. And it's shaken that institution to the core, so much so that it reduced the, the Pope to powerlessness where he could, he could only say, who am I to judge? Or when he offered some advice or some thought about the coronavirus at this point, he was reduced to babbling about climate change, that this, this has to do somehow with climate change. Silly nonsense, but it's, it's decimated the ranks. Uh, over the last 25 years, this judgment has come on the Roman Catholic Church. And, and it's showing it to be powerless, helpless, and simply babbling because it doesn't know the will of God it doesn't understand the truth, it's not based in what is true. But the evangelical church has come under extreme scrutiny right alongside that. We had the likes of Jim Baker and Tammy Faye and uh, people like that, Jerry Falwell, um, uh, Jerry, uh, uh, Jimmy Swaggart, people like that. Just decimated in the process, Oral Roberts, reduced to laughing stocks basically. And yet they have clung to certain fundamental doctrines and refused to change. Lately, with the prominence of people like Paula White uh, being known as the president's pastor, 
the Word of Faith movement has come under intense scrutiny and one cringes at the buffoonery, silliness and pathetic uh, blowing of uh, Kenneth Copeland recently as he pretended to be able to blow away the coronavirus weeks ago. Notably, he clothed himself with a self-appointed mantle, as he said, standing in the office of the prophet of the Lord, I bring judgment on coronavirus. Well, if indeed he were standing in the office of the prophet of the Lord, he would be a karux, he would be a herald, he wouldn't be blowing anything away, he would be saying, the Lord says that the Lord has executed judgment on this disease, but the truth of the matter is, the Lord has released this pestilence. Yes, it's the Lord who has released it. because he means to change the order of things. Just weeks before all of this, we lived in a country and in a world where the narcissism of people had reached such a point of of overflow that people thought every thought, every whim, every notion that they could come up with deserve the highest level of consideration and praise. We had witless people like Sean Carter some year or two ago, uh, that's the the husband of Beyonce, the singer, declaring that this 5,000 year old book had no relevance to our time. I want to say to Sean, He has no relevance, but this 5,000 year old book is what we go to to find the understanding of our times. How quickly God is able to assert His sovereignty if He ever chooses to do it, and how foolish, how pathetically foolish men are to vaunt themselves up, being so puffed up by their own sense of importance. This is a day of change. Now, the full extent of this change hasn't come yet upon the earth, but it surely is coming with an unchecked force upon the religious world. All of it, Christian and non-Christian, Roman Catholic, uh, Lutheran, um, Episcopalian, Charismatic, Pentecostal, Evangelical, and now even the Word of Faith, reducing uh, the primary proponents of this gospel of greed to blithering idiots who are mocked by comedians and the whole world is listening and laughing. John Oliver's program, John Oliver being a scurrilous, uh, vulgar 
comedian. His program, Mocking the Word of Faith Movement, has recorded more than 30 million viewers. And you're not hearing anybody but the most die-hard of these people standing up for the buffoonery of the likes of Copeland, Creflo Dollar and these others. Look, God simply let them grow together until the time when a day of judgment comes upon the house of God. It's not the final judgment that is yet to come, but it's a day when men's works are revealed by fire, the fire test of what works, of what strength and substance the works are. And these works are being revealed for what they always were, wood, hay and stubble. But even seeing it as plainly as that, are the true believers in these doctrines and practices going to change? No, they're not. They're going to go down with the ship. But God is raising up out of that a people whose consciences have not been seared as with a hot iron, who still want to know the truth. So I'm not speaking in the hope of sensationalizing any of this, I don't care about this. This is God's judgment on what says it's the house of God. What God is about to cause to be born in the earth requires the removal of things that can be shaken. God shakes things so as to remove them so that, like dross, which comes to the surface and is scooped up, God shakes by the resonance of His voice speaking the truth from heaven, shaking the earth. Once more I will shake not only the heavens but also the earth, so that whatever can be shaken will be shaken. But let me read it to you. Verse 25 says, See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things which are being shaken as of things made, material things in other words. That things which cannot be shaken may remain, now what cannot be shaken? Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God, you see, our God is the consuming fire. So it's God who is shaking up to consume everything that has been pretended as the kingdom that has drawn the affections of men to it. 
Now we could get deeper into why were the affections of men drawn into this religious system, but sufficient at the end of this broadcast to say it was never God, but God winked at it in order to allow the thing to run its course so that the hearts of men may be exposed through their choices. Now, these things will not recover, Kenneth Copeland Ministries will not recover, Creflo Dollar's Ministries will not recover, Uh, the, the, the entire spectrum of this gospel of greed will not recover. Now it's not about having wealth, it's not about having wealth, the Kingdom of God is supplied by those who've been raised up to have wealth, but it's not the place of everyone to have wealth. Wealth without purpose is deadly. God will give you what you need for what He's called you to do and to be. And if He's called you to be a supplier to the Kingdom, which is the purpose for having wealth, say to the wealthy that they should always supply on every occasion because it's not theirs actually, they're stewards of it if you are a son of God. And wealth will be transferred from the wicked to the righteous, but not for hoarding, not for hoarding, not to be consumed upon your lust, which is the gospel that these men preached. Or they claim they preached the gospel uh, and that's why they needed these uh, jets worth tens of millions. I have nothing against jets worth tens of millions but you ought to have a purpose for them and the purpose was not the farcical purposes that these guys claimed they had. God had had started to to thin out the field. Uh, uh, Miles Monroe died in his jet um, as God began to just cut down this whole false thing that he's now continuing to do in this aggressive fashion and it will not rise again. What is about to be born, however, is what I want to talk to you about in the next segment because there's a, there, there's a thing that is coming forth that will justify the pain that attends the birthing or the, the thing itself being born. There's a a glorious thing that is coming forth and those who go through the trials of these times must go through these trials for the purpose of refinement. Now, many will fall and be refined. Those who were the leaders in the last things will not be the leaders that God appoints. If they are humble enough, they can follow, but they've been so thoroughly compromised that their mindset change, what was required in the mindset change is too big a leap. The old order is done and gone and that's what God is doing. You'll see many more You'll see all the remaining high profile people who are out of the will of God be debunked in an instant because something God is preparing the way for what He's doing to be born. We'll talk about that next time.